The Capitals lost to the Red Wings, and they made some roster cuts on Sunday. What does that mean for the Capitals? We'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked. On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. The cap season will be starting here soon, and I would love to talk caps hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about battles at the blue line position. As we know, the Caps picked up Joel Edmondson in the offseason, and we thought everything was kind of laid out in front of us, and then Joel Edmondson got injured. What does that mean for some young caps on the blue line? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about roster cuts that were made Saturday and Sunday and what that means for the Capitals. But just to get it going here, the Caps did, in fact, fall to the Red Wings. And, you know, I've always talked about that on the show, is that it's not necessarily about the box score, but the Red Wings do pick up the dub and then the 5-2 to two. Um, it was a game that had some high points. It was some low points. It, it was definitely not like the upper echelon players. I mean, there were some, you know, like Dylan Strom and other players out there, but this wasn't your Ovechkin and Backstrom, that kind of thing. But it was still a good game as far as assessment is concerned. And who really jumped off the page? Uh, one of the players in particular is Hardy Haman Octel. Uh, it was one of the things, um, you know, uh, that when we talked about the blue line and who's going to end up being on the blue line and who isn't, there was a lot of questions, but Hardy did really pop off the page. Like I said, with Joel Edmondson at missing four to six weeks, there is going to be a battle. And I'll go into depth a little bit more later in the show about that battle. But he really kind of jumped out off the page. You know, he's six foot three, 198 pounds. And he is making a case for his spot on the Capitals um, as, you know, again, they're, they're looking to fill holes in the roster for the next four to six weeks. I'm not saying that these players are necessarily going to be on the roster uh, for the remainder of the season, but in any event, he did log in at 20 minutes of ice time. So he, he was getting his work in and, uh, that's one of the things that they're looking for is to plug those holes around the lineup. I mean, it's not necessarily easy. You know, we talked about Alexia. We talked about Vinny Iorio. Who is ultimately going to be? That's going to be an interesting question. Another player that is really making his case is Matthew Phillips. Um, in the game, he had one goal, one assist, um, and logged 18 at 25 uh, for forward. So he did log in some time and he was one of the players that Jeff Merrick talked about kind of a surprising thing because we know he came over from the, the Calgary team, the Wranglers. Um, and he has, you know, when he's come here, he's 
He's performed. Uh, I mean, you just take a look at the box score from yesterday. It was a game that the Capitals didn't pick up a win. But like I said, it's all about assessment at this point. And one goal, one assist, 18-25, not too bad. So why does that pop out? Why is that even noteworthy, um, given the fact that Anthony Mantha's on the lineup? And let's face it, he hasn't really jumped off the page in preseason. I know he put in the work in the offseason, and he dropped 10 pounds and he hired the mental coach. But as it stands right now, if I'm going to make a decision between Ivan Mirshnashenko, if I am going to uh, make a, you know, a decision between Matthew Phillips, um, and, you know, it's it's going to be a difficult position to make. And I know that there are still some preseason games that are left to be played. And I know that Anthony Mantha got in a fight in the last game. You know, kind of, I think, you know, he knew he wasn't having a great game. So he's like, what am I going to do? to have to be noticeable. And one of the things that he has in his skill set, Anthony Mantha, that is, is his size. Um, you know, when he's skating in top form, he's also a good skater. He's got a good shot. Uh, he's got a nice release, that kind of thing. But it's it's not consistent and it's not sustainable. So it's going to be interesting. And I think there are going to be some tough decisions for uh, the Caps to, to make here. And just, uh, and I'll talk about in the segment, just based on roster cuts, Ivan Mirishnashenko is still here. Connor McMichael is still here. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not saying Mirshin is going to break camp with the team, but I would not be surprised. I do think that, you know, does he have some work to do? Of course, I think he does. Um, but, you know, it's the players that are playing. Uh, and I know what people are going to say is that Anthony Mantha is under contract. What are you going to do with him? That I don't know. Uh, buy him out. Uh, try to trade him again, I guess, if you can. I know that would be a lot of money to have on the bench as a an interesting thing, uh, Spencer Harbury talked about it. He explained that the competition role in Ford is still up in the air right now. And, you know, you just don't draw any conclusions that because, you know, this was the lineup that you saw last year, that necessarily that is going to be the lineup this coming season. And I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to Phillips, he is trying to make uh, a name for himself. He's five foot eight, so he's got some pretty good size. Again, he got a power play assist and he got a goal there. So uh, there's not a whole lot more that you could ask for him in the game. As we know, he signed that one year deal with the Caps following an all star year with the AHL's Calgary Wranglers. Um, and he is looking for an opportunity. Does he have an opportunity on this team? And ultimately, where would he fit? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. You know, how is he going to play in, in the other games that he is assigned to? Um, other uh, players that have stood out uh, were Ethan Frank. Um, you know, we remember what he did last year as well uh, with the Capitol, or excuse me, with the Hershey Bears. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be ready for next season, uh, but he is someone that kind of popped off the page. And another player, you know, if you're a longtime Capitals fan, if you're an everyday, you know, I've talked about him as Slop here. What are some of the things that we know about Hendrick Slop here from last year, kind of an up and down season? Uh, and he was a healthy scratch there for a while, but then he kind of found his way and helped the Bears in their push for the Calder Cup. His resume got that much better with a Calder Cup victory on it. So, again, and that's one of the things that Brian McClellan spoke about is he said, well, what about Hendricks LaPierre? What about Beck Malenstein? What about Connor McMichael? And he goes, I think there's a spot for all of them. That's not going to be the case unless there's some sort of injury uh, or something. Do I think uh, one of the things that was uh, he burst speed, uh, he 
rookie and he had, you know, he was involved in school opportunities out there. He was always involved in the play uh, as well as Alexi Protus. He generated some good chances. Other players that stood out, of course, uh, were Strom and Milano. And, you know, just taking a look at Strom, we know he signed that new deal. And uh, that's already paying off, isn't it? It's really kind of showing that, you know, he is as advertised. One goal, one assist, and 20 20 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time. Uh, So he led the forward group in ice time. And, you know, Dylan Strom is one of those players that the Capitals picked up initially when he first came here. And I think that they thought he was going to be pretty good. Uh, I didn't think a lot of Caps fans or even, you know, Brian McClellan himself, I don't think that he necessarily thought he was going to be that great. But uh, Dylan Strom has definitely been a good uh, acquisition, as well as Sonny Milano, who got an assist with 1906 uh, of ice time as well. You know, the tough thing out there is I think that Alexi Protus is going to be one of those guys that's going to be kind of in flux here as well. He made the big team last year. He played so well in camp last year that he broke camp with the team. But if you're asking me right now, and I'm going to pretend that you are because I can't hear you right now, is who is going to to make the team from that group that we were talking about? Knee-jerk reaction of the forwards. Who is it going to be? It's going to be Ivan Mirschnyshenko. And it is going to be Connor McMichael and Beck Malenstein. And, you know, and I don't know how they're all fit in there, but those are three forwards that really just jump out. I don't think this is going to be the year for Anthony Mantha. And I want to say I'm happy with the work that he put in and hats on that he tried to do everything that he could possibly do to get himself right. He just hasn't popped the paper. You know, in a contract year coming up here, kind of a lame duck thing, you really need to impress, not just for your future with your club, but for your future in the National He has been in the National Hockey League for quite some time. He just doesn't necessarily strike me as a guy that's going to accept getting sent down to the AHL. You know, I think that he'd almost consider retiring if that was the case. Uh, just for the, the, for the biggest reason, I think that if he got sent down to the AHL, I don't think you would get called up again. And again, this is bash on Anthony Manta. It's just that he's not there. There is a younger core of players that has come along and proven their worth more than he has. And I know that there are some preseason games left to play. And he was kind of grasping at straws, trying physical in that last game, trying to endear himself is that he has some sort of intrinsic value. But knee-jerk reaction, just based on what I've seen, is that is who it's going to be. It's going to be the year for Connor McMichael. Ivan Mirishnashenko uh, is going to be on the team. And I think Beck Malins finds a spot. I'm not so sure Protus does. And, and I, I'm here to say that. I mean, like I talked about, bursts of speed there. And he got involved in some plays there. But again, it, it, you want the best of the best on the team. You don't want him on here because of former glory. It's what have you done for me lately? And Alex Ferris has looked okay. You know, I, I he doesn't pop, but I think that, you know, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because Krishnashenko you know, hasn't played in games. You know, it's just that one game that he really stood out. Is that sustainable? And here, here, touche. I hear that. But Connor McMichael has looked good. And I think that Beck Malenstein fits that stereotypical, prototypical fourth liner that the Capitals are looking for that tough guy, that rugged guy uh, that's going to fit in on the lineup there. So 
that's just my prediction based on what I have seen. Um, and, you know, going forward, I could be wrong. Maybe, you know, Ivan Mirchenko falls off a cliff and he wasn't as the, quite the player that I thought. I don't think that's going to be the case. Connor McMichael put in the work last season. He seems really dialed in. And, you know, part of Beck Malenstein's team is his thighs. You know, sometimes you have to draw from the strength you have. Um, so then, you know, just talking about it, you know, earlier in the segment here, I was talking about Phillips. That's a possibility as well, you know, so I guess I'm going to put him as a possibility as well. Um, there is still a lot to be determined. I'll be able to give you a more accurate answer, but I want to stick with the three that I think um, that, you know, I don't know if Phillips is sustainable. You know, there's, I saw glimpses of greatness. He played really well in the last game, but still for me, I, I think that the three players that I mentioned there, I think are poised uh, for really great things for the Capitals. And I guess it's going to be a wait and see thing, but sometimes in the show you get asked for just, you know, blank answers. And if I'm going to give you, those are the three players uh, of forwards. That is that I think are ready to make the all right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about roster cuts that were made on Sunday. What does that mean? And what really kind of surprised me? I'll talk about that coming up. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is what also keeps you ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time you owe your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcast. And the capital season is starting we're in the preseason but the regular season is going to be starting here soon and i have got you guys covered so subscribe or follow locked on capitals today all right in this next segment here we are going to talk about roster cuts to this team and what uh, that means for the team so uh, i did post a short on this uh, a little bit earlier i guess this is going to be monday morning when you're watching this so on sunday i posted a short they talked about some players that were cut and two players that are a bit surprising if you will is chase prisky and riley sutter chase prisky in particular i have heard quite a bit of buzz about him that you know maybe he is going to find a roster spot um, but as it turns out, he is he got cut in hopes of getting assigned to Hershey. The problem, however, with those two players that I mentioned is they have to clear the waiver wire. And if you look at historically, sometimes the Capitals have lost players uh, from doing this. If you think back to uh, Brett Leeson, for example, 
Uh, that's just off the top of my head. We know that he went out to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, sometimes, you know, these players, your your good intention is to just put them on the waiver wire and they're going to set, get sent down. Not only the case, uh, Washington then assigned forwards, uh, Pierrick Dubay, Ethan Frank, Ryan Hopper, Henrik Rabinsky, Alexander Suzdalev, and Bogdan Triniev. Uh, also goaltenders, Garen B. Orkland and Mitchell Gibson. One of the interesting things for me, and I'm going to have to kind of sit back and think on this one, or maybe it's going to be made apparent, is that Hunter Shepard is still on the big team. What is that all about? We do know that we have Darcy Kemper at number one, Charlie Lindgren at number two, and Hunter Shepard at number three. And if you're an everyday area of the show, you know that last they had a viable option at number two goalie if they wanted to trade Charlie Lindgren. Is there a possibility that the Capitals think that they have something in Hunter Shepard and that potentially that Charlie Lindgren could be an expendable piece? And I'm not here to bat Lindgren. I actually think he's quite a heck of a goalie. But they do have a really great uh, in, in Hunter Shepard, he could ultimately be the backup goalie for the Capitals. I do believe that. And what are people going to say right off the bat? They're going to say, didn't you see that he got a loss yesterday? Of course, it was just playing in front of him. He was the uh in the Calder Cup push there. So, um, and, you know, it's one of the interesting again, I guess we'll know and wait and see what's behind that maybe there's just a roster spot available but why would the cap keep him around if in fact that they have Dusty Kemper and they have Charlie Lindgren is there an under injury with one of those other goalies that I mentioned I guess we're gonna have to kind of wait and see but those roster cuts are a bit difficult again things to keep an eye on and I will keep you guys covered is Chase Prisky and Riley Sutter having to clear the waiver wire. Um, there are other players, or excuse me, other teams out there that have needs as well. Uh, is there the potential that they could get scooped up? So noticeable about who is still on the team, of course. Uh, we have Phillips, we have Beck Malenstein, Connor McMichael, Joe Snively, Alexi Protus, and Hendricks LaPierre. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Those are the notable ones out there. Uh, of course, and there's Haman Octel as well. Uh, there are, you know, there's just going to try to give these players the benefit of the doubt and see if they are able to, to, to find a spot. I think that they, at the end of the day, they ultimately want the best players on the team. The Washington's roster is now at 35. Um, so yeah, it's Hardy Haman Octel, Vincent Iorio, Hendricks Lapierre, Miroshnichenko, um, those are the intriguing names. The cuts have to be made by October 9th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who ends up making the team. Um, but I think that ultimately with Haman Octel, they're trying to, to see if he has what it takes uh, to be on the blue line. Uh, to be honest with you, he is one of the players that I really have circled as being in on the comp. Alexiev, that is going to be Vinny, Lucas Johansson. And it very well might be, but it's going to be interesting. I think that the Capitals like his size, and he has made the most of his opportunities. And what is one of the things that I talk about in this show is always making the most of your opportunities. Um, and I think that uh, they feel like uh, that he has done that. And again, six foot three, 198 pounds. Uh, that is quite a guy. Uh, he operated on that third pairing with Dylan McElrath. So... Another guy that has a bit of size to his game. Um, how is that going to translate and who's ultimately going to make the big team? And how many of those players will stick around and be the seventh 
Uh, you know, at some point, Joel Edmondson is going to come back. Uh, but is it going to be a position that one of those players, you know, did they potentially so well that they're not going to have a spot for Joel Edmondson in particular? Was uh, that uh, Tom Wilson said that he's for a big guy? He could he could, uh, space in a he's like over like around six four five two hundred thirty pounds huge, um, but we know underlying back so you know kind of the thing. But I, I you want the most qualified on the team. I think that oftentimes when you fall, you kind of start you know rooting for one player like this. Connor Michael, it's got to be Connor McMichael, and you know, I, you know, I maybe fall into that. But usually, when I, you know, make an opinion on something like this, it's based on what I say. Again, you know, it's a small sample that as more preseason fan here, you know, opinions could change. Maybe Anthony Mantha is going to get set on for him. He's played really well, but as of right now, those were the roster cuts that were made. Nothing too surprising, except and Prisky thing. And I guess also that uh, Hunter Shepard is up here as well. But it is going to be interesting to you know how all of this fans uh, out as well. Um, I want to hear from you guys on Twitter at DanCaps218 at LockedOnCaps. Did the Caps make the right decisions in the roster cuts that they made Take the team? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot at stake. Capitals missed the playoffs for the first time since 2014. They have their uh, sights set on playoffs at a minimum this year. Again, I don't think that there's any goal as of right now of winning a Stanley Cup, but I think that stranger things happen. Uh, I guess we'll have to kind of keep our eyes on it and wait and see. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the battles at the blue line. It seems to be heating up there. Like I talked about in this segment, oh, you know, it, before it was, you know, thought to be Alexiev or Lucas Johansson, but there are certain players that are making it interesting. Who am I talking about? We'll discuss next. Our next partner here is AG1. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a fr- uh, f- uh, excuse me, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com/nhlnetwork. That's drinkag1.com/nhlnetwork. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally could be easier with my I trust AG1. I just I'll scoop with water and drink it first each morning, and it's done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day, if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with a high-quality ingredient. It's a win-win. So once again, go drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So some interesting questions abound on the Capitals' blue line. Who's going to be the seventh defenseman? Who's going to fill in for Joel Edmondson in his absence? And, you know, there's another thing out there is Ryan, or excuse me, Jensen has missed some time with uh, a personal issue. What is the nature of that? We ultimately 
Joel uh, at this point. All we do know is that he is missing some time due to a personal issue. Who is going to make the team? So one of the players that has been hanging out here is Hardy Haman Octel. Again, we know Joel Edmondson is going to be out four to six weeks, and the Capitals want to have a long look at Octel. You know, you know, potentially that he is going to be one of the guys that fills the the spot there. And you know, when I have seen him out there playing, I think that he has played pretty good, all things considered. Uh, but I do want to see what you know the other blue liners have. What is Vinny Iario going to look like? Lucas Johansson seems to be getting some more buzz as well. But if we do look at Hardy Haman Octel uh, on the blue line, he played at twenty thirty three, so he did long log some decent minutes out there. Um, also out there, Alexander Alex of 2216 and Martin Ferravari 2018. So they did get a nice long look at a lot of the players out there, and it's going to be a tough decision for them to make on who makes the team. Uh, if you take a look, you know, last season they, at the time, John Carlson was the only blue liner under contract, and then Subsequently, you know, you take a look at Trevor Van Riemsdyk, you take a look at Jensen, Faravari, Alexiev, got new deals, so it seemed like everything was pretty ironed out. And before uh, Joel Edmondson came here, it seemed pretty well set that this is was going to be the year for Alex Alexiev. But then all of a sudden what happened on free agency is that Brian McClellan signed Joel Edmondson. Why? I think in part because the Habs retained 50% of his salary. Some pretty good bargain shopping, if you ask me, right? Um, and I think that that was ultimately why they did that. And they also know that this team was ravaged by injuries last year. And, you know, injuries happen, you know, every single year. And if you take a look at it, there was already that hiccup with TVR, right? Um, so there are a lot of questions uh, on who is ultimately going to, to make the big team. And, you know, if, if we could learn any lesson from last year, it's about having that needed depth. Uh, we also know that, remember, when John Carlson missed a substantial amount of time and what that meant for the Capitals and how uh, Gustafson really kind of stepped up and filled a role, ate up a lot of minutes for a lot of time while he was here. Uh, so I think that you can never have, you can't have too much depth. And the thing for the Capitals is they seem to have a lot of options on the blue line. Are they all NHL-ready options? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen, but this is what preseason is about. It's about assessing talent and who is going to be the cream that rises to the top. And uh, I think that, you know, even before Joel Edmondson was here, I thought the Capitals were in a pretty good position on the blue line. So subtract him. I don't think that really changes a whole lot. I think that if they find, you know, what the best player, the best blue liner out there to fill that, then the Capitals will be they were okay before they signed Joel Edmondson. It's not like he was this all-star, you know, blue liner came here and just set the world afire. I mean, he was a good pickup. Don't get me wrong, but I think that the Capitals were in a pretty good position before that. So there's no reason to push the panic button. It is going to be interesting to see ultimately who gets picked. Um, again, you know, when you do the show, you kind of pick favorites. And for the longest time, I thought it could be, you know, Vinny Iorio, or I thought it could be Alexander Alexia, but now I'm hearing rumblings about Lucas Johansson um, and also Haman Octel. So it's going to be interesting. And that is why I have you guys covered. Um, and I'll keep you updated with everything that's going on as we see more and more moves taking place. Who's going to break the team. And, you know, just because these players make it, you know, to the roster on game one, does not necessarily mean they're going to be on the team for the duration of the season. We've seen this before with McMichael and Lapierre, like, whoa, we broke camp. They're on the team. 
And then all of a sudden they're a healthy scratch and then they get reassigned down back down to Hershey's. So it is important not to read too much into it. Is it a victory if they make the opening night roster? Of course, but it's not etched in stone that they will be on there in the final game of the season either. So um, I do think that changes will be made. Even if they pick a player to break camp with the team, uh, they're going to have to perform. And if not, they could get traded. They could get sent down. So those are the storylines to follow. Big things to circle, of course, is what's going to happen with Anthony Mantha. What other roster cuts are going to take place? What is ultimately behind Hunter Shepard still being on this team? I have got you guys covered the rest of the way. All right, thank you for joining on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.